this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today is a pro bono coaching call with Julie. So welcome to you, Julie. Hi, Bev. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's great that you've actually committed to this session. And what I do know is that I put a call out. So I'm interested in finding out a little bit about what resonated with you in the call out to do this. And also really just explain to you what would normally happen in a coaching call. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I like to do is to make sure that you are asking the right questions and then also help you see what you may not be seeing about your situation so that when you share a little bit about your situation, I can probe a little bit deeper that helps you understand and it can give you the ahas that you need. But also... I'm going to ask you questions to get to the bottom of what's really going on. And what I'm really listening for is the gap between where you are now and where you'd like to be in your health. And I'm really trying to see what I could support you with in order to get what you want. How does that sound for you? Sounds great. It's good. Okay. Awesome. So obviously I won't be able to solve all of your health and well-being challenges in the 30 minutes that we've got together. But my intention is for you to walk away with something really tangible that you can implement and to point you in the direction of anything that could serve you further. Obviously I do have health programs for people like you, but if there's some particular need that you have, that's something we can talk about off air. And so today is just all about the coaching session and trying to find out how I can support you right now. Is that okay with you? Perfect. Absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. So let's begin with what resonated with you most to have you apply for a session. Okay. Well, it's no secret that I, I know your work and I know that you're very much a person that walks their talk and I feel that uh, you could actually help me because I know that I can't always do it on my own. I just, I, I can't and I'm a, a very experienced practitioner. Sometimes you need that kick up the bottom or accountability. Yeah, and I love your work. It, it um, I see, I see that I can improve with what you offer. And that's so true, um, Julie, because often we are so embroiled in our own situation that it sometimes takes an observer to be able to help us unpick and see what's really going on. So thanks for sharing that. So let's start with what is your biggest challenge with exhaustion and brain fog? Sleep deprivation is my biggest and it's been a chronic 
ongoing condition since having my daughter, but it's just become such a habit. And I've worked for, you know, three decades on it. Um, and it has improved slightly. Yes. So with the lack of sleep, I believe that that creates my brain fog. And then I, I just struggle to stay on track sometimes. And I literally can't think straight. <laughs> Some days I'm fantastically productive and other days it's just like I could stay in bed all day. Yeah, no, that's true. And so what would you want instead? I would like to be able to, and I have to admit I've never been like this in my life, um, bounce out of bed feeling energised. It takes me a good couple of hours to get myself into a space of being able to be productive. Yeah, so I would like to be, you know, more energised and not feeling consistently tired from having such a chronic condition. Yeah, so what we're trying to do is get an idea of where you are now, where you want to be, and then I can help you get from that place towards where you, you're aiming for. Yeah. And with a chronic condition, obviously there is a number of things at play here. So you mentioned uh, the habit of it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it can be to do with the habit of it and that your body's biorhythms are out of sync mm-hmm. with one another. So this is what I've heard, that your chronic sleep deprivation is impacting your ability to think clearly and be productive during the day. Mm-hmm. And it always requires a slow start to your day to accommodate the fact that you haven't had a good quality sleep. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So may I ask you some more questions and we'll dive a little deeper? Of course. Of course. Good. So you mentioned it started when your daughter was born with, with chronic health conditions herself. Mm. So that's 25 plus years, isn't it, Julie? Mm. Yes, 30. (laughs) 30 30 years, okay. So what have you tried to solve this so far? I, of course, treat myself with the oils, but um, herbal medicine, um, diet, of course, or healthy nutrition is something that I do and I'm very religious about it. I do have my treats every now and then. Meditation, which I still do every night. I play meditations because it helps my mind to just stop looping and ruminating all of the time. And sometimes one or two meditations is fine it might even be a chant or affirmations and other times it can go on for two or three hours where I just keep playing and I focus on my breath I'm guilty of not going to bed early but what I've found with doing that is that if I go to bed too early I'll wake up at midnight and then I can't sleep so my ideal time is to go to bed around 11 but I've been doing it a bit later I get off track, I fall off the track and get back into the habit of staying awake until 12. So let's describe the impact more clearly about the impact it's having on you, your business, your relationships, your life. So just describe it more in detail for me. Yes. 
Oh, and I do exercise regularly too. The impact it has, just um, feeling chronically tired. And I know that when I am tired, I get cranky. And I really have to, um, you know, I can pull myself up and be mindful of it, but I just get cranky just because I feel exhausted and it's just hard to keep going sometimes. And just, I, I literally sometimes I can be in mid-sentence and completely lose track of what I'm speaking and which is you know the brain fog and just it's like i literally my memory sometimes is you know there's a difference between me just forgetting something but when it's really like i know it and i simply cannot recall it you know and it's there um that's that so there's a bit of frustration and crankiness that i experience through the memory and and also my body you know i i was diagnosed with fibromyalgia many um, maybe about 12 years ago but i've worked a lot on that um and i have had that chronic stress so and i've just noticed lately that the aches and pains have been worse um in my body yes so and that can make me cranky too and i know it's it's all sleep related moving that into your business so when you feel that way how does it impact your business well it's not not positive that's for sure sometimes i'll push through if i feel like it but there's other times where i have come to the point where i've learned I'm just going to stop and I'll go and lie down and you know it can be that bit of a catch-22 but I if I even if I don't sleep which is most of the time I'll relax and I'll lie down and I can wake up and feel more refreshed and start but of course it's not the ideal way to continue on on going well, I think let's get a little bit more specific with my questions then because I've got a really great canvas to work with now I understand where, where you're coming from. So you said that you normally go to bed at 11, but it's gotten later. Mm-hmm. What causes you to go to bed later? <laughs> I think it's, it's just lack of discipline. I might be having a bit of a binge on Netflix because I just want to take my mind away from everything. Or it could be that I really want to complete something and I simply don't feel tired. So there's a few reasons, a few reasons. Okay, all right. So what happens from three o'clock in the afternoon? Paint the picture of a typical afternoon evening and getting ready for bed okay so it's not uncommon for me bev to um lie down in the afternoon because i feel tired probably not every day but i would say four days out of seven and i think that can have a bit of an impact too because if i have that relax or go to sleep then I feel more wide awake later, but I just feel like I can't go on. I try and walk 
in the in the warmer months i'll walk late in the afternoons i love walking on dusk in now that it's a bit cooler i've been doing it a lot earlier so i've been doing afternoon walks and i do about 40 minutes it takes me to go around the paddocks i work I have regular breaks at work. I'm not one to sit at the computer for hours and end. I might do a couple of hours, I'll have a break. I'll do another couple of hours or an hour, have a break. You know, feeding the animals, cooking my dinner. Um, but I'm not in a structured regular pattern. Because if I'm on a roll, I will just keep going with working. And so sometimes I think, oops, it's eight o'clock or it's nine o'clock, I need to, to stop. And I don't, often. Is that because you start so late in the day with your work? Well, possibly. The thing is, too, is, you know, I'm on a bit of that, um, that, oh, what do you call it, that, um, cycle with Facebook where I love to be interactive with people and I find that a lot of my people, my tribe that follow me are more active at night. So because I like to, you know, be in that connection with them, I tend to hang out there. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I know that's not good, but Okay. <laughs> I think you're answering your own questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know it. It's doing it. All right. Okay. So for me, there's some things that will be easy for you to do. Some will take commitment and consistency. But I think that you could retrain your body to sleep much more easily. Mm. if you had a routine from about three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So it's not that you have the rest of your day structured, but if you are snapping before three o'clock, that will still be suitable for an 11 p.m. bedtime. Okay, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So have that nap because I think while you're trying to reset these cycles which have gone on for more than 30 years – so this is going to be a real slow burn yeah. because it's just going to take, you know, the commitment and the consistency around it. So the body starts to get the right signal. So what we're going to do is create a three to 11 PM set of rituals and structures around that that are flexible. Yes. But that actually you can start to even do things like, for example, one of the things I'd say is, if it is your intention to be in bed asleep by 11 o'clock, you need to then set a reminder on your phone and not, not a, uh, just a calendar note. I want you to go to your alarms in your phone and set a one that says, ready, get ready for bed, Julie, at about 10 o'clock. Yep. So it comes on and you have to physically switch it off for it to stop. So it's going to be a pattern interrupt for you. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you need a pattern interrupt because you're in this habit of just working in flow. The problem with that is that it's probably not your best quality of work. Mm. So even though you think you're being productive, 
the quality of that work is unlikely to be as good as if you did it earlier in the day. Yes. So you might find like, for example, if we say 11 p.m. is your bedtime, ideally I'd love to see even two hours before that, that you're doing things that actually calm the mind and the body and give signals. So even if we start with one hour, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's start where it's, it's doable. And so if you set an alarm one hour before bed and make a commitment not to go onto any screens for that hour before bed. Yep. So it's no Netflix, no Facebook, no computer. So then what you do is you fill that hour with things that really nurture you deeply. So you're already doing meditation. But maybe there's some music that you just don't get the chance to really immerse yourself in. Perhaps it's having a lovely set of candles burning and the music, you know, creating the mood for your body to be at rest. Yes. Because I think one, one thing that's really challenging your body is that between 9 and 11 p.m. is when the hormonal systems are resetting. And one of those hormonal systems is the endocrine system. So we're talking about things like the thyroid, which is also, a, it governs your energy and your brain fog. And so does the adrenals. So you need the cortisol to regulate properly, you know, in that time. So even though you're not maybe feeling stressed by working at that time, it's just not helping your body do what it needs to do. Yeah. So start with, with a 10 p.m. alarm and move the needle on that. Once you're able to consistently fall asleep at 11 p.m. every night, I'd like to use an analogy of if you were driving your car on the freeway and you hit the brakes, you will not stop immediately. It takes, you need a runway to actually bring your car to a stop. And that's why people have accidents because the following distance isn't great enough to allow the car to stop. So it's your body is, you need that time. And if you just start with an hour, that's going to give you the best chance to put your body in a state for doing that. The other thing is, is let's say if you have been working in the evening is have a work closing ritual because if you know that you can put your business to bed with all the thoughts and all the aspirations of the work that's to come. So one good thing would be to say, what are my three top priorities for tomorrow? And what is my very next step? If I'm stopping something, what is my very next step? So that when you get up in the morning and you start your working day, you've been able to let it go while you sleep because then you're focused on actually writing it down. So you, you're giving permission to the mind to let, let it go. Yes. And I do do that most, most of the time. But yeah, that's really good. Great. So it's the consistency is just do it consistently yeah. so that come the end of that day. And what other signals do you think you could give your body that this is now a wind down to bed. Well, I love reading. And, you know, I used to read every night and I got out of the habit of it. So, and I've got some great books that I've been given to read. So I really like, that makes me very sleepy, very sleepy. 
Yes. Sometimes I do my art, but that can excite me as well. Yeah, that might, that might be from 9 to 10. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anything, yeah. anything in the creative process, do at that time where you're just in the creative process, but it's not actually requiring new thought, which requires energy. Because what you're doing is you're changing the cortisol level in your body to unnaturally keep yourself awake. Yes. Yes. And because it's habit, the body is just doing this now. And so you say, well, I don't feel tired. Well, you don't because you've got, a, you've got this pattern that goes on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what I'd suggest, Julie, is get, get yourself started on a list of things you could do in that hour before bedtime so that when it comes, when the alarm starts, most of us like variety. That's what the brain craves. It loves variety. So use that list as your way of actually creating the space like you can just look at the list and what does my body need right now? Uh, Do I need to you know, sit and read? I mean, reading, as long as it's not a workbook that actually is going to stimulate ideas. And even, you know, people say, well, shall I journal at this time? It's not a good time to journal because it will actually evoke emotion and you really don't want to be stirring up thoughts and emotions at this time. So true. Yes, so grow, so grow your list, yeah. That's really good because I journal a lot at night. Like I do gratitude journals and affirmations and that does get me a bit excited sometimes. Those are perfect to do when you wake up. Yes. So in that, in that time when you feel like you couldn't function well enough on your business is focus on doing that. Yeah. Okay, so we've got three, three things that you can work on. Just play that back to me. Okay, so I'm going to set my alarm and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to admit this that I actually do have an alarm at 10 o'clock, but I don't have it going off. It's silent and I look at it and go, okay, it's like a, like a warning. So I'm actually going to put the sound on it, okay? Yep. I feel embarrassed missing that. <laughs> you could put a, a, a great sound, Julie, you know, something like little bells or something that's, that's inviting. So you're not going to put a, a foghorn. You're going to put something inviting. Here's your call to bed. Yeah, so I'm going to, to fix that. And then um, actually I've, I've been taking a lot of notes while we've been speaking. So the hour before bed from 10 to 11... I am, and I, you know, I used to do a lot of this, but I've gotten into this shocking habit with Facebook. So I start doing, which I do a lot, but I don't, I'm not immersing myself in it, you know, like candles and, and instead of waiting till I go to bed to do my meditation, I'll do it before I go to bed. So I'll bring that forward. And there's a beautiful um, chant that I loved listening to that actually sends me off to sleep. Um, so reading, um, doing, listening to some chanting and meditation and breath work. So I'm feeling good about that. The hour before I can do my creative work. And the morning is my journaling time when I'm in that slow period. And, um, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, so I think just even those three, and the other, the other thing that was important was the time that you nap. Oh, yes, I've got that written down. So I nap before three o'clock. And I would encourage you to still nap while you are still getting this right. So yes. it's, it's just honouring the body and it's not, that is not the habit part of the problem, let me tell you. No. So if you feel yeah. exhausted and your brain fog is just completely out of control, go and nap. But as I say, plan for it before three o'clock because otherwise it is going to start impacting when you feel tired. Mm. And what you'll start to see, Julie, is as you consistent with this, is that the body, you're giving the body some beautiful signals. So, you know, you might even include your shower in the evening if you prefer or not. But even put your PJs on. That's a very strong signal. And don't wear those PJs outside of bedtime. Okay. <laughs> I am yep. a little bit guilty. So, so don't, don't, don't slouch around all day in the same things that you go to bed in. It's just really important to create the signals because that's what we need to do is disrupt this, all this pattern that's been going on for 30 years. Yep. So let's, let's get real. What's going to stop you from making the stick? Oh, only myself. Like I just get in my own way and let my, my good old limbic brain go, I'll do it shortly, I'll do it shortly. So really it's, it's retraining my brain as well. So just I'm the only one that's going to get in my way. And, you know, and even though I know all of this, it's really, really helpful to sit down and have some, you know, have you, someone say, this is what you need to do. I know it, but it's just like, you know, yeah, it helps. It's hard to do it on your own sometimes. And with that, with our health, it's not what we know. It's what we do consistently that matters. And so we're not aiming for perfection. So if after this conversation you think, gee, that's a lot to change, then start with one thing. And I would say start with that alarm and uh -huh. get that right. Get that right where you switch off all devices, computers, um, smartphones, TV at 10 o'clock. That would be a big win because all of the blue light that's coming into your eyes is actually switching off the melatonin, which is your sleep hormone. What's really key is making sure that you have none of those devices on at least an hour or more if you can before bedtime because really what it's doing is it's dampening down your melatonin, which is your sleep hormone. And so it's not surprising that you don't feel tired and you just keep going. So it's switching it off. Mm. Start where you are now and do one thing and get it right. Really get it right. And once that's done, yeah. You add to that. But, you know, now if you make a commitment to set that alarm, listen to it and actually stop all those things, you're going to be way ahead than where you are right now. That's going to be the key. I think the rest will flow easily. So I'm actually going to create an affirmation to get that into my brain to, to actually do that. Because when I do that, I will flow into everything else, which will be really lovely. I'm just actually, with what you've been saying, thinking about what I used to do. This is not going to change overnight because it's been there for so many years, but it's completely possible. 
It's absolutely possible. Yeah. I had somebody on my Sleep Fabulously course who was an insomniac for more than 25 years. And in week two, they started sleeping, getting the practical stuff done, getting the mindset stuff done. So you've already got a lot of practices which you're going to bring into play. Mm. So I think that's really the key here. So thanks so much for being willing to have a pro bono coaching session with me, Julie. And I'd love to you to check back in with me to let me know how it goes. I definitely will, um, Bev. And this has really been really good because, like you said, it's one thing to know it. It's one thing to take action. And I'm pretty good at walking my talk in most areas, but this has been going on for way too long. So I am. The first thing I'm going to do when we get off call is change my 10 o'clock alarm to have a noise. <laughs> oh, Excellent. I almost yes. wasn't going to admit to that and I thought I really should. <laughs> <laughs> giving you some truth serum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. It's really helpful. Really helpful. Thank you so much for listening and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.